and welcome to the Lamplighter Way. Another episode. We've got a great one today. Some evergreen content for no matter what time of year it is. And we've got Jeff and Daniel here with Town Square Mortgage and Ryan and myself. And we'll jump right into this one. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking about the two buckets of lenders and understanding what those are and uh, how they differ and really why it matters. So Ryan, go for it. Sure. Yeah. So to jump into this, uh, Daniel and Jeff here, I go personally way back, uh, started with Daniel at Washita Baptist as tennis teammates. A lot of fun stories there. Uh, <laughs> I, I was good times. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, uh, Daniel definitely helped, uh, some, uh, emotional maturity as the younger guy on the team and as the great leader he is. And then fast forward, uh, Daniel went to work with Jeff here. Gosh, what year was that? 2010. 11? 2010 and I'm bald like his. <laughs> Lost all his hair. You can't see that because we're on audio only. <laughs> so 2010. And uh, I remember, like, again, very close friends with both of these gentlemen in the room now uh, because we've worked together so long and I've gotten to see yeah. them, the machines, the true machines they are behind the scenes and serving their clients. But I still remember the call I made to Jeff when Daniel, uh, Daniel and I were very close and accountability friends in that way. And I, you know, as Jeff, he's like, you really should work with Jeff. He's, he's really good at his job. And you know, I've been doing real estate. Say that about you. (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt you said that. It happened. Um, (laughs) and so he said, you know, reach out to him and I connected it. And I, I, I did, I just did the realtor put him through the lender type of, uh, the ringer kind of conversation mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I was trying to find red flags and there, there just weren't, uh, red flags. And so, uh, it's a fun story for me to get to share actually with our clients now these days, uh, you know, the, the standard of excellence that these guys operate, which again, as an audience member, maybe that's like a taste like chicken type of experience until you get to go through the process. The hard part and the thing we were talking about before we jumped on today is, you don't know what you don't know until you get into the process. Then you do know, and it's too late. So it's our right. job to try to really help, you know, steer the bus for you, but, uh, to get to that point and make good decisions up front. Hence is why we recommend, uh, Jeff and Daniel who, uh, are also in leadership at town square mortgage, uh, jumping into, uh, as far as what you guys do and how you do it. My family has a phrase I've loved. They have a lot of phrases. This is one of the good ones though. <laughs> don't jump over dollars to get to dimes. And I think a lot of people in this, you know, world of information overwhelm and instant gratification, it's like, Oh, I see a rate. Right. Right. What I really want to do for our clients here as we send this out to, you know, new clients joining the lamplighter circle is what makes lenders different. Say, you know, big bank, uh, lender, what's that process look like versus a local seasoned broker. And again, you guys are the best, the best, the stats back it up too, but give, give our clients and future clients some perspective on what that looks like. And, uh, if we want Daniel, if you want to start out and then have Jeff, Jeff follow up. And again, we won't hold you guys hostage for 20 minutes today, but uh, absolutely looking forward to getting to share this piece with, with those people listening in the future. I, I'll, I'll start. Go ahead, but go I think ahead. The, the first thing is accountability. Mm-hmm. We, we feel like we have an accountability to obviously our borrowers, but also to our partners, right? A big bank is not going to have, that accountability, they're just gonna, you know, say, hey, you're good to go, go and look for homes, right? Uh, we see it as we're all part of a team. We all have to communicate, and the borrower is the number one priority, or our mm-hmm. client is right. the number one priority. And if we all communicate 
and we're all on the same page, we're going to have a smooth transactions. But if one of these pieces are not communicating right, now the borrower may have doubts and that's going to create this, um, it's going to create this unknown. And when you have an unknown in a, in a lending process, right, you start having doubts. Hey, is Fear the loan not going to go, right? Fear and doubts. Fear and doubts. And that's when the transaction won't go as smooth. So would you agree, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. And, you know, when, when everybody's communicating and, and doing a mortgage loan is different than any other loan that there is out there because there's so much compliance involved in it. Right. And there's so many different parties involved. You've got your title companies, you've got, you've got appraisers, you've got all yeah. these different, not vendors. like fun parties, like right? These are not yeah. fun parties. No, these are not fun <laughs> parties that are involved. These are unfun parties. Right. Uh, so, I mean, when you have all these different pieces, that's why these big banks, they really struggle. And so they, you know, they have all these big numbers and they get, you know, we're, you know, Client sends you know does an application sends their documents in and they're they're getting tons of them a day right they don't have time to review all those documents and they right. only really focus in on the one you know uh, once that's under contract well at that point you're you found the house you like you're you're emotionally involved right that's a big deal with these yeah. families and then you you're giving option money you're usually getting an inspection done and sometimes right. before they even find out there's a problem on a loan and even worse they'll go past the finance period and feel like find out there's a problem. Now you're going to lose earnest money. So. Right. Right. So speaking of that, what are some of the pitfalls that happen with the big boxes versus the local lending and the vetting that goes in on the front end to prevent those? Great question. Yeah. The biggest pitfall that we see is just verifying the information. Okay. So if I get on the phone with you, tell me, and I send a pay stub and I look at a pay stub, I may think so, everything's okay. But once we do the verifications of employment, which are things we have to order that cost money, take time, yeah. Um, you've got asking for additional documentation, like to realize you even need additional documentation. You really need to pay attention to those documents to see what's going so on. The, would, would you say 60, 70% of the applications now with variable income that they're off from what the borrower plugged into the system? Uh, it would be much higher than that. Yeah. I would say 85% of the income that's put in an application mm -hmm. is wrong. And from, <laughs> so if I'm the buyer or the, the borrower here, and let's just say I have, you know, some variable comp, I have a pretty high salary right. and hundred grand, like right. my income's hundred grand. I can show you that I make a hundred grand a year. Right. You know, to me, I, I'm in good faith telling you, I'm right. It's not grand. that you're lying. Exactly. Right. So the, the breakdown, especially with COVID. And I think a lot of people switching jobs and a lot of pay structures are, are different right. now. Um, I have a lot of friends that are on that mixed income, right. you know, they, they are looked at differently. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, so here's the thing people don't realize. It's not that anybody ever tries to say anything wrong. It's just, they, they kind of come to their own conclusion, what their income Correct. is and what is guaranteed right. in their mind. Well, we have to go by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac or HUD yes. FHA guidelines or VA guidelines. So all that being said, those are calculated a lot different than most consumers think. So right. when they put their income in there and they get their pre-qualification letter and they think they're good to go because they don't verify that information, they end up finding out it's wrong. So, and, and again, to, to close for, you know, the sake of, of this con content uh, before our future clients, what I hear is the, uh, like the dumb and dumber, uh, <laughs> I'm going to write this IOU on a napkin. It's not going to work uh, all the income. <laughs> it's such a great question to go a little deeper on right. these things matter. And you, you just heard how passionate these guys are on one specific subject. This is what they're dealing with in 20 different buckets. And this is what the difference of success versus often failure can look like right. once you get into the loan. 
uh, you know, big bank. I had a, I remember I was telling Daniel and Jeff right before we started, had a school teacher that, uh, was um, awesome. I mean, she was the American dream. Uh, she'd saved enough for a house. Right. Uh, we had reckoned this is a long over a decade ago, Katrina, if you ever listening, I'm glad that you're, uh, we got, we found the home for you, but she lost out on an, her initial dream home because, uh, she had, uh, already filled out a prequal with the large bank. Uh, and then they, they, they pushed the close date out. Seller finally got uh, frustrated and dissolved the deal. And uh, if she had gone with a local season broker like Jeff and Daniel, there's I just have zero doubt that that, that house would have closed. And so she wrote me an actual letter uh, after going in to Chase and uh, sharing her frustration with them. She said, please stick this on your wall so that anybody who's meeting you in the future uh, can hear it from a different voice that this is why you should go with, uh, you know, not just a local resource, but even more so there's accountability in those things. So overall, guys, I just want to say uh, this community of what we have, you know, we have uh, insurance in, in our group too. you know, those things we've already vetted that process. And there's a reason we're in this room, uh, you know, doing business on a daily basis. So, and we're, we are just to, to be clear, we're talking about mortgages uh, right. and lending big banks are great yes. for other things. Thank you. Yeah. And they we are. all have accounts with them, but it not for the mortgage. Right. Portion yeah. of this. That's, That's the one thing that they struggle with yeah. because yes. there's so many different pieces and compliance to it. Yeah. I mean, the assumption when I was first buying and first getting in this business, you just think I'll go to my bank that I normally right. deal with. Why not? That is a, that is what a I would have thought too. normal thing to think. And we're here just to educate that that portion is different for a variety yeah. of reasons. Like right. we talked about mm-hmm. with compliance and whatnot. And just relationships and accountability, like Daniel said. So and, and the online lenders as well. That's the same thing with them. Yes. A lot of them, they're just doing such volume they cannot get down yeah. to the details. Well, yes. And I'm so yeah, I'm so glad you said that because you know, for example, I love our online banking. Online yeah. banking is great with the larger banks. Yes. But you know, Wells, B of A, Chase, just to give uh, examples of larger banks, all of their appraisal departments, underwriting departments, are in different states, and the person you're talking to across the table from you that has zero control over your loan. I mean, they have as much control over your loan as you do, and they don't have anybody really to connect with in that department who even knows who they are. Those are some of the key differences on why, which is again, Kevin, thank you because we know this, but that's the point of trying to share just a little content here as you get to know Lamplighter and then by proxy, our business partners like Town Square on why this is so important and why this this increases chances of success in your deal. Right. Well, uh, the last point is CSOs as, as an insurance, right? Mm-hmm. We are an yep. additional layer to make sure that the loan is going to go through, right? Because there's a lot of money on the line with mm-hmm. earnest money option, paying for an appraisal, like that adds up and you don't want to lose that money at the end. If you have and, a rocky closing, I'm sorry to cut you yeah, If you have a rocky closing, I promise you, you're not, <laughs> you're going to wish you would have given up an eighth of a cl- point you're like hey i would have paid a quarter yeah. and we're not, not have to go through that so, and get delayed and yeah. delayed by moving and all these chaos that comes with it so you would have given up you know god knows what you've given up depending on how bad it goes because we see some really bad ones out there that get transferred well, yeah, to us. opportunity costs having to do it again right you know over and over and i think there's one other point to make sure we mention that on the seller side you know when a seller is looking a good seller is and an agent is looking for a solid lender and when we see that on the sales side and we yes. see some of the big banks, they lose buying power. They lose right. leverage in that transaction because we know the horror stories that can come with that. So right. when you're equipping yourself, you're also equipping yourself with 
confidence to the seller's agent knowing right. that you've, you've done your homework. Oh, That's huge. And lastly, yeah, we say this all the time. Lastly, internally. We're going to keep going. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> so good. much here to share. No, yeah. I know. It's great. But uh, no, just that we don't receive a penny for referring anybody. Yeah. We, we say that ad nauseum as we're going to know people, like I'll say it five to 10 times. And it's one of our talking points with younger agents, because y'all need to know that the only reason we refer is because we know they're going to ensure the process to get the job done right. properly and at a level of excellence. So just to be clear, some businesses are set up differently. That is not how real estate set up. That is not how we're set up. And, and I'll follow up on my point. It doesn't mean we're going to be, our rate will be an eighth or quarter off, but it just means that, yeah. you know, sometimes going, trying to find that extra eighth somewhere online is the, the amount of possible chaos that can come with it is may not be worth it. Right. Exactly. Well, thanks everybody. Really appreciate listening. Thanks y'all for being here and uh, we'll talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks.